Hello there. Welcome to this Clean Meditorial podcast introducing the January 2021 edition of the journal. As I record this, we are in the middle of the horrific phase of the pandemic in the UK and indeed globally. And it may therefore seem particularly odd as we go through the the brutal nature of what we are seeing in the wards and the complex challenges posed by a mass vaccination programme to have an edition for which the theme is on functional disorders. And without wanting to seem glib, I think we all anticipate that there will be a return to uh, practice in some semi-familiar uh, format, hesitate to use the word normal. And of course, we all know that in each of our specialities, presentation of patients with functional disorders is a gigantic part of our jobs. And this edition was commissioned long before the pandemic hit us and hit us in the way it has. But actually, we felt and reflected that it's time to present like this. And the messages that emerge from the papers when looked at it globally are of the centrality of clinical consultation explanation of physiology and a tailored approach being taken rather than some generic oh well this is a functional patient let's just deal with them in a generic fashion and that message really begins from the very first paper in the series which is by a medical colleague who was also a patient and it's a very personal account of a story um, which is related to a kidney problem and and the really telling thing, apart from the interesting case, as it were, for those of you who collect such things, is the aspect about how the experience of the patient was central when seen by somebody who had a medical lens as well, and how we can use that experience to inform how we practice. And it sets the tone, I hope, for the rest of the papers which follow, which cover some of the generic themes around patients with functional disorders, but also some of the more specific ones. So with that in mind, if I just launch into each of those in turn, when we come to think of this patient group, there are various terms used and that of course in itself is a problem, but this idea of medically unexplained symptoms is one that has generally taken hold. And a paper by uh, Richard Hussain and Trudy Childer is the first to really focus in this section on the centrality, as I say, of history examination and tailored investigation. And with that, setting up a positive diagnosis and this idea of a diagnosis which is being set up as early as possible, even before the investigations are ordered, so the patient has in mind where you are going with this. And then when the results do come in, they're not taken by surprise or left uncertain. But equally, there's a feeling of Yes, one has, has a physician done due diligence in going through the symptoms and thinking that out. And that may seem obvious, but actually setting that out in a very practical way with some, I think, helpful tables has been a real center piece of this, uh, of this manuscript. And it complements a paper uh, led by Peter Tyra and colleagues internationally, uh, which looks at how this assessment can be undertaken. And of course, we understand the need to reverse and exclude organic pathology and that takes priority as per the previous paper but it also addresses that issue around pathological health anxiety and identifying that early in assessment 
and how one can do that with the skills one has as an observer, as a physician, but also how we can work with the rest of a team. And the idea of a, a, a nurse with an interest in this area supported by a medical team to help with that, such that it introduces the idea of a psychological component in a way that isn't threatening, that isn't alien, um, is a really important message that comes out of this paper and some accompanying data. So I really commend that paper to you because I hope it'll be a complement to the practical approach from the previous and I think give a way of trying to get past that eternal comment in this sector which is well it's all very well for those teams in ivory towers with less work and more resource actually there are some resources that maybe we can use ourselves trying to make the use of clinic time more effective trying to use ancillary members of the team to forward the agenda there's then a paper I also am very pleased to have in this edition by Jessica Eccles and Kevin Davis, uh, which explores the issue of chronic pain and chronic fatigue, which are very common in our patient groups, whatever our speciality. And these overlapping symptoms are often the ones that we find most hard to handle. So not only are they ubiquitous, they're also difficult to manage and patients get can get very frustrated with the t services offered. And it's a provocative review of the emerging data which tries to join some of the hypotheses around hypermobility of joints, uh, small fiber neuropathy, autonomic dysregulation, uh, altered immune processes and interoception and that concept of interoception which may be new for some readers we really commend. Um, and how having that greater pathophysiological understanding may translate to some therapies. So it isn't necessary that you have to buy in entirely to the joint hypermobility and autonomic disruption uh, belief, but there are certainly messages that can emerge from that which can influence practice, we hope. And what then follows is a sequence of articles which we are really delighted to have, like a sort of state-of-the-art review, as I uh, like to think uh, clinical medicine can really provide, on a sort of region-by-region -region basis, a wonderful review of uh, functional neurological disorders for the generalist, not just for the specialist neurologist, uh, by Karina Bennett and colleagues. Um, outstanding uh, review uh, by Jonathan Rogers and colleagues on uh, managing uh, functional cardiac symptoms and in the first place identifying the presence of those. Uh, management of functional GI disorders uh, by colleagues at the Royal London, uh, jointly authored by uh, physician and psychiatrist in this area and of course GI complaints are incredibly uh, frequently um, seen in clinic uh, of having a functional nature reflecting the extensive nature of the system and the multiplicity of pathologies and the ease of somatization and that concept of somatization and the hinterland between physical and emotional symptoms is one that really comes out from reading uh, that article Beyond that, uh, in both the online and print editions, we have some outstanding COVID content as we face uh, the current phase of the pandemic with a both mixture of trying to keep services running as normal whilst managing the worst aspects of the pandemic. There's a real strength in the articles which cover those topics both in the acute frontline as well as the more outpatient clinic-based work. And I really am um, delighted. I think this is a jam-packed edition, uh, bigger than ever before, but with outstanding content.